0: Excited when you get out of bed every morning and doing the things that you've committed to do. That's not what creates excellence. Excellence is doing it when you don't want to. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. What is excellence anyway? We have beliefs and ideas about it, but are they true? Are they productive? We want the rewards of excellence, but what about the willingness to do the work? What if your picture of what excellence looks like is actually in your way of embodying it? Keep listening to find out more. This episode is from a member webcast where I was teaching the live version of the Open to Excellence course. Production is currently underway to turn those recordings into an online course, so stay tuned for that. And I'm very excited to announce the release of my ebook, Cut the Bullshit. Solve your problems by getting real. It's full of direct practical advice related to getting employees engaged, hiring right the first time, how to create a culture of radical responsibility, and a lot more. For a limited time, I'm giving away this ebook for nothing. So if you happen to stumble across some nothing, grab a hold of it. That's valuable stuff. And go to clearandopen.com slash ctb to download it. That's clearandopen.com slash C-T-B, standing for Cut the Bullshit. It's a free ebook to reward and support my loyal listeners. Thanks so much for being one. Okay, let's dive into today's podcast. Imagine, I want you to imagine for a moment in your mind, a moment of excellence, the, the moment of greatness in an athletic event and work and some, whatever it would be when you picture the moment where someone becomes great, the moment where someone becomes excellent. What do you picture? What do you see? What does that look like? Someone want to share what they see?
1: Well, the first thing I thought of was the movie like a movie scene of someone crossing the finish line and it's about uh-huh. the, everyone's cheering and that's yeah. the that's the vision mm-hmm. that we're all presented so many times over and over and over again.
0: Mm-hmm. Other people see something like that, the game winning shot, the mm-hmm. you know, passing someone on the outside, the yeah, underdog coming around to win. Uh-huh. The the moment of the karate, win though. Yeah, yeah. Karate, Like Karate kid or Rocky <sighs> or something like that. Yeah, Rocky, that's what I see. Yeah. Rocky the Exactly. Is that the moment where someone becomes great? Why not?
2: That isn't how it happens. So (laughs) the the example I was going to have is uh, I saw most recently in the NBA playoffs with the Golden State Warriors and specifically Steph Curry. I had so many conversation and I'm a basketball geek so all of my old guy basketball geeks are like oh they wouldn't beat the 96 bulls or the 83 you know Philadelphia team or the blah 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 and I'm like Steph Curry and his approach to basketball changed the game mm. the game is different and his work ethic and what he has done to innovate the game of basketball radically transformed it so his workouts are notorious for his, he dribbles and runs at full speed while dribbling two basketballs. He starts every game by making a shot from the tunnel, like not from, he doesn't start a game until he shoots from the tunnel and makes it. Wow. Because in his mind, he can't shoot from almost half court unless he can shoot from the tunnel. So if he can shoot from the tunnel, well, almost half court's easy and I'm going to do all these crazy dribbling and shooting things so that by the time I get to the game, it's like, oh, it's just a 30-footer. And uh-huh. he's been doing that for years,
0: uh-huh.
2: for years.
0: So the, you're saying the greatness comes in attitude, that's what I hear you saying.
2: Well, in work and, and in innovation. Work. And, and, and in, in, in his case, he's found a way to use his what he
0: has to make them great, his skills, his whatever. Uh-huh when you think about it, it's it's hard to pin down, right? Yeah. where the moment of greatness happens. It's because we 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 love things that are concrete, right? So you take an idea like greatness or excellence, it's already kind of abstract. And you think, okay, well, when does that happen? How does that happen? And we all picture the finish line, you know the moment where you decide you're gonna pass them on the inside or take the game winning shot, like, oh, that's where the excellence happens, right? Really discreet, really clear. And then you know, you know, when you're in a situation like that, that's what you'll do. You'll just decide that's going to be the moment you become great. <laughs> but then, just a moment or two of thinking about it, you go, uh, "That's not how it happens at all."
2: It happens in the preparation, I think, which is what um, Ed was was really uh, mm-hmm. suggesting. Mm-hmm. It, it happens in the preparation that that sets you up for the the that finish line thing. I think. Because it happens when you, you're you the preparation when you don't want to.
0: Yeah, okay. So there's a good example. Doing the work when you don't want to. And what does that look like? 15 more minutes of practicing an instrument when you'd really rather go to sleep. Emptying out your inbox when there's 5 to go and it's 15 past 5 p.m. And you really just want to leave it. Who's going to hold you accountable for that inbox zero in that moment? Is there going to be like when you empty the inbox, will balloons fall from the ceiling? Will the crowd pick you up and hold? And will like the you know the theme from Rocky start playing? Yeah, the crowd goes. Well, the inbox is empty. You win.
2: Doesn't happen, right? Outlook does give you a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Outlook
0: does give you a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what should happen, right? Because those are the moments of greatness. What we see in our mind, the finish line, you know, the knockout punches, those are just evidence of greatness. Those, that's the harvesting of excellence. And now we're back to instant gratification again. Because here's the thing, when you empty that inbox you don't know if that's going to lead to that finish line moment. You don't know. You have no idea. You don't really know. You don't know that the scales that you're playing are necessarily going to turn you into a great guitarist. You don't know that making sure that every question mark in that email you caught and are answering the first time, you don't know where that's going to lead. You don't get to know. You just have to trust that. That if you do the right things, and you go the extra mile, that one day it's going to precipitate one of those cross the finish line moments. Because you know, in the training, and there, you know, there's another thing. What, What does training look like? What does prep look like? We get we start thinking of the Rocky training montage scenes, you know, where the inspiring music is happening, and he's always totally inspired to train. Come on, that's not real life. You know, it's cold, it's rainy, it's 4:30 in the morning and you're supposed to go run 10 miles and you don't wanna. And you don't wanna. Excellence is not waking up excited when you get out of bed every morning and doing the things that you've committed to do. That's not what creates excellence. Excellence is doing it when you don't want to.
1: So then part of excellence is also having a vision for yourself.
0: Absolutely. You have to Because have without that
1: person. vision, you wouldn't do the hard things every day.
0: That's exactly right. What when you don't wanna, or when a part of you, maybe more accurate, accurately, says, I don't wanna, what's gonna happen in that moment? What are your tools in that moment? Your commitment to other people, as you've doubtlessly experienced in your groups, peer accountability, giving your word to other people helps. Certainly having a vision, it helps you have to know what those little things you want to add up to have a, a vision of that and the hard thing of course with vision is your vision's not going to go how you think right but you still need to have one it's a dream it's a hope it's 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 your best estimate of what you want your destiny to be and then in those moments you you choose Choose. And every choice when you don't wanna is like a little prayer in that way. And that's the hardest thing about it because you don't know if it's, and then you, you don't know where it's gonna get you. But the idea is once you start to have the experience of how the little things got you where you wanted to go, then you can trust them more. You can trust them more. All of you have had the experience, I'm sure of achieving something great, a skill you have that you can never lose, a maturity, you have an attribute, you have something that you've earned. And you earned it by doing something frequently, regularly, especially when you didn't want to. Right? Examples?
1: I'd say golf for me.
0: Okay. What, What kinds of things did you do when you didn't want to?
1: one, one memory that I go back to is a Saturday morning after having like a sleepover with some buddies and one of us wanted to sit around and play video games, middle of winter, nobody else was practicing. And we go down to a basement at the golf course, spend about two hours there and practice. And you know, we told them, we're like, Hey, we're leaving. Like you can either stay here or go with us. And that's it.
0: Right on. And how good are you at golf?
1: I don't know. I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty decent, I would say.
0: He's really good. <laughs> okay. Somebody says, I don't like to toot my own horn. They're usually probably pretty good. <laughs> exactly. He's very, very good. Uh-huh, okay.
2: I I had to learn what the under par thing means. Like, if you average under par, it's actually a positive, not a negative, because golf is like, I had to learn how the averages work because I've never met anyone that plays as well as Alex. His level of, just triple validated that, that Alex is good at golf. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And Tyler's right up there too. We go
0: back and forth. So other examples.
2: Graduating from dance conservatory.
0: Mm -hmm. And what kinds of things did you have to do when you didn't want to do that? Uh,
2: 8 a.m. Ballet. Dancing when my feet were bleeding or, when I was really sore, you just did it anyways and got through it. Mm-hmm. And it always, it didn't feel like suffering. I think that's what I loved about it. Like the first five minutes maybe, but there was always that once you got into it, like, okay, this is what I want. I just had to remind myself.
0: I'm glad you brought up that, that first five minutes thing. And I appreciate that because that's a really good tool. One of my best tools, most productive tools for me when I hear the I don't want to voice is, well, let's just try. Five minutes.
1: Oh, I did that to my (laughs) eight-year-old this morning. Just try? Well, he has a sports camp he's going to this Mm -hmm. week. And he woke up this morning and said, well, but my knee hurts. And he's prone to really (laughs) good actor. He's a really good actor. And boy, did that knee hurt. And I said, well, let's just go. And I'll stick around for the first 10 minutes. And you get out there and see what happens. After 10 minutes, we'll talk about you know, nice. If it's still, you know, if it's that serious. Mm-hmm. And then I told the coaches not to call me unless there was blood or bones or barf <laughs> basically as I walked out. So.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good training. Reminds me of one of my, uh, my first swim coach said, uh, you know, the only, the only reason you get to get out of the pool is if you throw up. That was basically the rule. Which, and one and one day someone did. So you're sorry, go ahead. Thomas. <laughs>
2: I said, and everybody else in the pool loves when somebody bars in
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One time someone did. If it was only one time, he was the same guy who spectacularly, this was a 25-yard um short course pool. And um, and it was just one of those days where, you know, it was cold and nobody felt like training. And the coach said, All right, if if Rudy can swim three lengths underwater, then we'll call off practice and I'll go buy pizzas. And he did three lengths. Oh, my God. The color green he was when he came up, I will never forget. He looked like a ghoul.
2: Three lengths, like, all at once?
0: Yeah, one breath, three lengths. Crazy. Like, with the turns. You got to do the turn. You know how long it takes to turn underwater and push off the wall again? Yeah. He became a Marine after that. Uh, Not a sea creature, an actual military Marine. (laughs) But he might have become a sea creature, too. So... Yeah, great tool. Five minutes, set a timer. I'm going to start it. Those are the moments of excellence. Those are the moments of excellence. See if you can imagine the balloons falling from the ceiling and knowing your excuses. I'll do it tomorrow. What are the stories you tell yourself in those moments? I'll do it tomorrow. It's not that important that I do it. It's only 15 minutes of practice. I'll do 30 tomorrow. I'm too tired. Can you not do the thing that you're supposed to do, tired? That's a really interesting question, right? That's one I've noticed recently. I'm too tired to meditate in the morning. Can I meditate tired? And I felt this wince in me. Oh, yeah, crap. He's right. Oh, so it's not true. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Why do you think Nike's Just Do It is so popular? It's true it's true, it works thanks for listening to Manage to Engage the Clear and Open podcast join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles and free resources to help you on your journey thanks for listening and bye for now